Randy's a fourth level CMA, a mama of four beautiful sons, and a second Dan in Shotokan, is that how you pronounce it? Shotokan? Shotokan Karate. She supports entrepreneurs in business and has co-founded a number one international best-selling series of books <coughs> called Empowering Women to Succeed, as well as founding globally renowned business conferences such as the Toronto Women's Business Expo, which some of you may have heard of, the Business Wealth Summit, and the Action Think Tank Academy. Her mission is to help as many people to live to, as possible to live at the peak of happiness and success. So I, I think that sounds pretty good. Um, today, Randy's speaking about how life deals us a bunch of tricks. So a little bit different from her usual focus, but really real. So please welcome a great leader and a good friend, Randy Goodman. Sometimes you know you had a huge impact, and sometimes you don't know that you had a huge impact. I agree? Absolutely. Yes. So the people that will come up to you and tell you, that's wonderful. There's a lot of people that won't come and tell you, right? They won't come and let you know. 
but you have to know that when you're sharing, you are having a huge impact on people. So I have four boys. Seventeen through twenty-one. So yeah, I'm definitely a boy mom. I'm not a hockey mom, but I'm a boy mom <laughs> for sure. And you know, every one of my kids had their own challenges. So uh, I do have one who's high-functioning autistic, and there were a lot of challenges and a lot of. Uh, therapies and whatnot to go through, and you know, I even disagreed with the doctor. Nah. I said he's nah. fine. He's fine. You know what? It's not fine. Okay, there is something going on. I didn't have a clue what it was at the time, but there's something going on. So I said, you know what? We're just going to agree to disagree, yeah. and just tell me where to begin. So he says, okay, go see this person. So I did and began the journey. And they tried telling me to hold them back in grade one. And they tried telling me this, and they tried telling me that, and all I thought was, well, what if he's like really pissed at me in grade three that I held him back, you know? <laughs> and he's a December baby, so, you know, it even sets him back further in the mainstream because he's at the end of the year, right? And he graduated from high school. conference that we did and I hadn't planned on mentioning him at all and for whatever reason he came out in my speech and I started to cry on stage and I was like in my head oh my god I'm gonna cry it's one of those things where you couldn't stop it but it was gonna happen right and then of course I stopped it as fast as I could <laughs> it's not gonna stand on stage bawling right but <laughs> Uh, you know, it was like so emotional because I hadn't planned on talking about him and it was the year he was going to graduate. And I uh, hadn't planned on talking about it, but it came out in my, in my conversation. And when I wrote the first book, Empowering Women to Succeed, Tough Times Don't Last But Tough Women Do, and I have a business partner, Gordon So, who's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, when I wrote that, I talked a lot about my son in that chapter, in the first book. And, you know, it talked about the things that I had done or the feelings that I had had and the impact that it has on other people who may be going through the same kind of thing is huge. And I know I haven't heard probably even a small percentage of the impact, but there are people that come to you afterwards and let you know about the things that you share, or they had no idea that you deal with these things on a regular basis. They just see you, right? But they don't have a clue what made you who you are today, right? And all your experiences in your life make you who you are today. And, you know, so I shared that story in the book, but I have um, an editor who I've been working with. We're on our third volume of that book. And then we started another series as well, which I'll mention later, but uh, we're on the third volume, and my editor, Jenny, who has 
from doing all three books with us, she knows that I have videotaped my grandfather, who was homesick for eight years before he passed away. And he, like one half of my family, has survived the Holocaust. And they've lost people in the Holocaust and whatnot. So I videotaped him when he was home. Anytime he would feel up to talking, I would videotape him. And I wanted to hear his story. And I said, and you know, I wasn't a book reader, I wasn't a writer, none of that. <laughs> but I said, one day I'm gonna write your story. One day. Right? And this is like, you know, around 20 years ago, just under 20 years ago. And then I realized I have all these tapes and they're on VHS. <laughs> and somebody made a comment somewhere I heard about the deterioration of tapes. And I just didn't think about it at the time. But these tapes could have been sitting there for 15 to 19 years or something. I'm like, oh, oh my yeah. goodness. <laughs> they still going to be valid because I couldn't find any of the paper notes that I'd written. And uh, so I took them to somebody who was able to transfer. But you know, when you see something deteriorating, you see like little snow on the bottom. So even on the CD, you could see like little snow on the bottom, so it was starting to deteriorate. But I was lucky that I got to actually transfer it, I had it transcribed, and then I started the process of, because she always, she's trying to push me to write that book, right? So she's pushing me, and so I started interviewing family members that are still alive, right? And getting their stories and their experiences. And thought, okay, well, I'm not just going to write about his experiences, but I can write about people who've been raised by these people. Like, how did it affect you uh, being raised? Or how do you think it did? And then some of them have uh, siblings that are 10 years apart, right? So some of them were born right away, and then some of them were born 10 years later. Well, what's the difference there, right? It's almost like a research project, right? But... Uh, you know, so I'm being pushed to share something that uh, I had intended to do, but hadn't pushed myself to go and do. And I know, even if just my family reads it and cares about it, at least, you know, I can feel like I shared what I promised my grandfather that I would do, right? Even if it's just for that. And I know there's lots of other people that enjoy reading these types of things. And I know I enjoy reading other people's stories, whether it's Holocaust or other things. You know, I love biographies and real life stories. They're authentic, they're real, they're touching, but they have an effect on us, right? They have uh, a huge impact on us. So I urge you guys, because I held that story in for a really long time, and her and I used to do a duet on stage and play off each other, it was kind of fun, but she'd tease me about, you know, you have a story, don't you? <laughs> you know, you're holding one in. And I had never gotten to the point of actually sharing it to have an impact. But for your business, this also has a huge impact when you write stories for business. Because it opens doors that would never have opened for you. It puts you on stages you would never have been able to speak on. Right? So some stages won't take you if you aren't an author, a published author. So sharing that story not only has personal impacts on yourself and other people, but it also 
helps your business. It adds credibility to you. You know, so some, some or most of us don't have letters at the end of our name. Well, now you do. A-U-T-H-O-R. <laughs> now you do. So it's adding credibility to you. What a great gift when I can hand somebody a book, right? Uh-huh. And say, <laughs> oh, my God. When I can hand someone a book that has my picture at the back of it. And oh, that's um, well done. Okay, so, I mean, I'm sure people want to know. 
<laughs> if you're writing a book because you think you're going to make your millions, like Jack Canfield yeah, and others, exactly. I don't. I'm sorry to burst. You're selling yourself through the book, right? You're creating a connection that can then develop into a long-term. Yes, you're going to make a hell of a lot more money with the opportunity that opens. Okay. Then you will by like selling twenty dollar book. It's like an evolution of a business card, right? Yes. It's like this is my story. People okay. use this so as their business enough. card. Yeah. Absolutely, they use it in lieu of one. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So if you are a high level um, influencer that I wanted to connect with, I wouldn't give you my business card. Yeah. I would tell you and say, "Hi, yeah. I'm Randy, and you yeah. are. Tea. You know, it was fantastic listening to you rap. You were Thank awesome, you. right? <laughs> Can I give you a gift? Most definitely. Are you going to accept it? Definitely. Yes, you are. Excellent. Great. Okay. Perfect example. <laughs> 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 Okay. So it's not about making money per book, okay? So get that out of your head. It's the opportunities that are going to happen because you have the book, okay? Yeah. And and you're also, depending on what you're sharing, because some people will do a straight-up business book, but if you're also being real and personal and authentic in your book, that's a whole other ballgame as well. People get to know you, and then when they know you and they see you're authentic and real, and they want to follow you, right? They'll follow you online. They'll follow you to events. They'll follow you wherever you go. They'll follow what you do. So now when you have something new, it's so much easier to get it out there and be successful at it because you are authentic and you shared something of you, mm -hmm. right? So definitely share our stories. Definitely. And then the book could be about whatever as long as we share our authenticity and Story? Yeah, or be authentic personally and professionally. And even if you're writing a professional book, why not share your professional story? Right? It's still personal because it's your story, right? But share with people how did you get into that business, right? Why did you pick that business? What struggles did you have in that business, right? Where are you today? Because somebody else might be trying to do a similar kind of business. You know, so many people on stage are thinking, or when they're teachers, they're thinking, oh, I better hold back on my good information. Mm -hmm. No, that doesn't make you a good teacher. A good teacher is somebody that shares the good stuff, that lets people know they are the authority in that topic, mm -hmm. that they're the expert or the go-to person. Don't hold back the good stuff. There's more good stuff. There's tons <laughs> more. You don't just have one. Right? There's nothing wrong with sharing and getting it out there. So do it, right? Do it. Share it, get it out there, and let people see that you're that go-to person. Right? And they're going to tell other people that you're the go-to person. Right? So thank you. <laughs> Actually, Greg used his book, The Reason That We're Connected, is because he gave my business partner his book, Supersize Your Business, to my business partner at one of our Business Wealth Summits. And that opened the whole door. My business partner promised to read his book. He just said, you know what? I've, been, I've enjoyed this event. It's been fantastic. Can I give you a gift? <laughs> he didn't ask him for anything, okay? And that's how you do it. You don't ask for anything. And my business partner promised to read it. He did. 
got in touch with him, started to build a relationship. Now That's Greg speaks on our stages. Greg and I do <laughs> courses together. We've had him do work for us. You know, it just developed. We refer him, et cetera, et cetera. So it, you don't know where this leads to. So my strong suggestion, whether you do it with me in the 365 of the Empowering Women series or whether you do your own, whether you do it with do the it. Yes conferences, yeah. Or the yes conference, yeah. mm -hmm. just do it. It's all right to book together, shall we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, the con the conference is called what? Business. Business January. Wealth Summit. Business Wealth Summit. Yeah. And uh, what's the three sixty five? Is a way to write a book? Is that what it is? Like, no, you can actually participate in it. So That's if you go back. to three six five empoweringstories.com, you can actually read about becoming part of a compilation oh. and register to be part of it if you'd like. Love to have you there. That's cool. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was an inspiring talk and I, and I appreciate the gift also. But how did you get started? You said before this book you hadn't written anything, so no. how did you get started? Actually, my ex-husband thinks it's quite hilarious that I wrote a book and made it number one. But uh, I'm like, did you ever think I would do that? No, no. <laughs> um, you know what? It, I, Susan mentioned the PMA, a manufacturing company. Then I was actually off 15 years, and I raised my kids, and I did all kinds of charity galas and school events and all kinds of others. So I loved events, I loved business, so it was like kind of a natural progression to end up in that. So when I separated, it was like, okay, what am I gonna do now, right? Who's gonna hire me? Who's gonna whatever the whole doubting thinking going on? And uh, it just kind of evolved into doing this business. And then a few years ago, I uh, reconnected with my business partner and at our first Business Wealth Summit, the same one that Greg gave his book to, he shows up at the event with the cover of the first book inside a stand-up picture frame, plunks it on the table and goes, here's our new next project. Yeah. We're doing a book. Okay. <laughs> she just got juked. Okay, and when Randy's given a task, she says yes. <laughs> there you go. I'm a yes person. So, you are. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And after that, and you just start writing. Yeah, it was difficult actually. I was actually in my editor's one of her classes. She's like, you have to come, right? Because it's like, what the heck am I gonna write, yeah. right? And uh, mm -hmm. she had me sit there in the class, and one of the tasks that we had to do was to start writing. And once I started. Couldn't yeah, stop, mm -hmm. and she'd be like, "Okay, you know, if you're still writing, that's okay." Because she'd go on and keep teaching, and she'd be like, "You know, but if you're in the writing process, don't stop. Like, keep going. If you're in the flow, keep it. Yeah, stay yeah, in the yeah, flow. Yeah, yeah. If you're not in the flow, then you know, do things, exercise, move, whatever, to get back into the flow and get the brain going." Mm -hmm. But or let go. I started writing. <laughs> I was doing two. I did two thousand words in that class. Mm -hmm because I couldn't stop once I started, right? So, yeah, it's your brain's going, and, and it doesn't mean it stayed in that order or anything, but your brain just goes, once you're actually in the zone, you know, and sometimes it's difficult to get in the zone.
And I know even for the third book that we're doing now, I had a really hard time. I'm like, what am I going to write about? What am I going to write about? Right? And then one day I just said, nope, I got to sit down. I got to write because I'm already like a month overdue or whatever, right? And <laughs> I have to be accountable. By making other people be accountable, I have to be accountable yeah. too. So I sat myself down and said, nope, you're going to write. I wrote about a thousand words, and then I kept reading over and over, seeing where can I add, where can I add, and really? then finally I just sent it in and said, That's okay, it. you know, when we have our call, we'll pull more info out of me, right, whatever she thinks should come, and uh, it, it, it's a process. It's definitely a process, but you can't get into it unless you start. You have to make that decision to start. And, yeah, and then. How do you decide what to, to talk about in the book? If you want to use it strategically to give it to folks, does it have to be about the gifts and talents that you have, the wisdom you've learned in that book, or it could be? Depends what you're writing about. So if your book, if you want to use it to promote your business, then you want it to revolve around your business, but yes, give your personal experiences because people connect with you on an emotional level, okay. right? You want them to connect with you on an emotional level because you want them to learn to love you, trust you, and maybe buy from you, right? <laughs> so, no, but that's it's true, true that's right? So if you're using it as a business tool, be authentic in your book, give some real life experiences, and they don't have to be your own either. That, you know, having your own is good because then people get to know you, yeah. right? Uh, but, um, you know, lead your book in the direction that you want to teach people, okay. right? So if, what do I want the reader to get out of it? And that's the first thing you have to think about. What do I want the person reading my book to get out of this? That's my end goal. Yeah. Now how do I work backwards from that, okay. right? What do I have to give them to get to that end goal? Yeah. And really it's the same about any goal that we have. Whether we want it in a year or six months or five years or whatever, you know, we may say, okay, this is my five-year goal. Now what do I need to work backwards in order to get to that goal and accomplish it in five years, right? It's the same thing. So what do you want your reader to get out of it? What do you want people to get out of your speech? What do you want them to get out of your program? Mm -hmm. Write those things down. What's in it for them? Don't think about what's in it for you. It's not about you. You're just the service, the delivering, right? The, the instrument delivering. So what do they need from your talk or from your book or whatever it is that you're offering? What do they need to learn from it? What do you want them to get out of it? Or what do they need to get out of it? And now how are you going to provide that, right? We'll work it backwards. Good, thank you. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for listening to the Empowerment Radio Show. Want more empowerment from Randy Goodman? Stay up to date and follow Randy on Twitter at Randy Connects. That's Randy with an I. Remember to use hashtag EWTS, which is short for Empowering Women to Succeed. Or visit TorontoWomensExpo.com.